This episode is brought to you by the Nordstick, the number one way to train your hamstrings anywhere at any time. The number one injury burden in the game of soccer is, you guessed it, hamstring injury. What better way to prevent this than using the Nordstick? From endless Nordic curl variations for your hamstrings, to other lower body exercises, to even upper body and core exercises, you name your goal and the Nordstick can help you get there. Use the link in the description to learn more and get 10% off. Once again, use the link in this episode's description for 10% off. What is up, soccer players? Welcome to this latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host, Andy, well, our main man, Sebastian. Sebastian, how are you doing, man? Yo, what is going on? Life is good. I'm down here in sunny Florida. It finally got sunny again today. It was raining the last couple of days. It was chilly. Um, so I'm happy to be back out here. Going to go to catch some sun after this. Mm-hmm. What have you been Florida? up to? Uh, man, listen, man. I, I, I wish I was in Florida. It's been the coldest period of my entire adult life in the last like two, three weeks. It's been so cold up here in New Jersey. And I, I actually I saw a, uh, a meme. We're going to call it a meme because it's really not a joke. But. It pretty much it was a map of the United States, and it said, "Why are all forty-eight states the same exact temperature right now?" Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that was what, like, probably what a week or so ago, because it was cold. not even, bro. But <laughs> yeah, if you looked at, you know how like they do like purple for the places that are just like sub-zero. It, the whole country was, except like southern southern Florida, which is thankfully where I'm at. The whole country was purple. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Southern Florida, man, it's it, things never. The never snowbirds changed. got it right. The snowbirds they know what's did. up. They did. That's my goal, man. I gotta be a snowboard at some per point. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to have, you know, if it's cold, I'm out. If it's yep. warm, I'm back. You know, yep. that, that'd be exactly. kind of nice. That's why I don't live in New Jersey anymore, kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'll I'll take my pizza. Um, but. Today we have a, a, a pretty interesting episode. Shout out to our main sponsor, Nordstick. And it's it's the best way, guys, the best way to train your hamstrings at home, on the go, on the road, anywhere whatsoever. Um, definitely give them a, a shout there. The link is in our, in our description to this episode. Um, but today we have a very interesting episode. And I'm glad we talked about this a little bit before we, we hit record. Um, our topic today is should adult soccer players do sprint training? Um, the answer to that, obviously, is it depends. But um, me and Sebastian, we both had sides to this argument. And um, Sebastian, what do you think? Yes or no? Let's let's get a firm answer. Yes or no? Real quick before we fully do answer this. What is an, at what age are you an adult? Or do you mean like 30 up, 40 up? Or you mean like 18 and up? Oh yeah, you tell me, man. How about let's let's go through let's go through each range and let's see if your answer changes for each one. Right. I think I think I was leaning towards so like my answer is yes. I think you should train it, um, and I'm not sure at what point I would say to stop, especially if you're trying to continue playing competitively. Um, but I, I guess my I, I thought this question was more geared for like let's say 25 and older, 30 and up, up to 35 and up. But my answer is yes because. As we both know, as you get older, your your risk of an Achilles tear or other kinds of injuries kind of go up, especially with, you know, you maybe don't do it as much. You, you become a weekend warrior. You, you, you know, you work your desk job all week long. 
you go, you, you meet up with your friends Friday or Saturday night for some pickup. And all of a sudden, you're making a run down the wing. Your friend decided to send you the ball along. You, you don't know if you can beat this defender on skill, so you try to outrun him. And you got to sprint. You got to sprint or you're going to lose the ball. Uh, most of the people I know, they're competitive enough. They're going to do whatever it takes to go get that ball. And if, if it means sprinting, I would rather that they train it at least a little bit um, occasionally so that they're more prepared for it. Mm. Um, I hate hearing the nightmare stories of like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I, I stopped working out for like six months and I decided to play some pickup with my friends, whether soccer, basketball, whatever sport you name it. They're like, yeah, and I tore my Achilles. I'm like, okay. Um, mm. So so typically when I'm helping those people rehab, then we will eventually get to a point where we start incorporating sprinting. And then the last bit of education I give them is to every once in a while get a little sprinting. It doesn't have to necessarily be 100% five times a week. It may, might mean maybe, you know, if, you're, if you know you're trying to get back into playing pickup or just playing with friends, you, you, you just kind of warm up to it. It doesn't have to be super intense. You warm up to it. Maybe even before the pickup game starts, you get a couple of runs and you you start at 50%, you go to 70, 75% and just so that you get a sprint in before you start playing. Um, mm. Just kind of like warm up the muscle tissue, the tendons. Um, just get your body used to it. Just like I would have people warm up before they play a full game anyway. Mm. What are your thoughts? I I, I agree with, with what you say. Um, I, I think it's important. I and I, I guess, and this is a good opportunity for for listeners to really think about is what exactly is sprint training, because in my mind, what I was visioning was very different from what you were saying, but at the same time, they're both sprint training, right? If you if you have it planned out in a way that you know every time I go play on the field or I play pickup. I'm going to do dynamic stretches and I'll do two build-up sprints. Technically, that is sprint training because you are sprinting. It is planned. It's programmed and you have sets, reps, and intensities. There's there's no way it's, it's, it's not. Um, I was more thinking of I'm going to do a sprint training session. We're going to do a warm-up. We're going to do two build-ups. Then we're going to do four sprints at 80%, two sprints at 90%, two sprints at 100%. And after that, we're going to work on our sprint technique, yada, 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 yada. And um, my answer to that for an adult would be, quite honestly, no, there, there's very few adults who need that sort of plan at that intensity because it's about risk and reward. Um, in terms of reward, there, there's a good bit. Um, to be quite honest, once you're an adult, you're not going to get much faster. Um, but you could improve your eccentric hamstring strength through things like sprinting. And that could definitely help you out. Um, in terms of risk, some adults, they, they'll be a little scared when they do a sprint because most adults, they don't run in a sprint pretty much ever at full intensity, um, even during a match. So what what are you really giving up at that point? At that point, you're really giving up your time. And if you are an adult who has a busy schedule and you're finding it difficult to already carve out the time that you need to to do the more basic things like just general strength training, dynamic warm-up, so on and so on and so on, then you really don't have time to you know do a half-ass sprint workout. So therefore, in my opinion, you should just focus on 
the stuff that you should be doing. And then after all that, if you're like, you know what, I have been consistent, I want to do sprint training, then yeah. But until then, no. I think that's very reasonable. Um, I'm glad that we kind of answered in a different way because I, I agree with you now as well in the sense of like, yeah, if you're going to do that whole session, I'm not going to say I don't recommend it. I'm just, I would be like, why do you want to do this? Like, why, mm. do, why do you want to put your body through this training that is like far more rigorous unless you're literally just trying to prove it to yourself? Because yeah. if, if you're 30... Five plus, and maybe you haven't been playing professionally your whole life. Are you really about to now suddenly become a professional because you started doing sprint training? I don't know. Never say never. You know, I'm not going to stop you, but it, it, we're <laughs> going to have to weigh that up. Um, yeah. Versus if you're like 20 years old, I'll be like, absolutely, you need to be faster or maximize. Like, even if you just speed up like half mile per hour or whatever, like, it's going to help you against these like elite level defenders. Um, but mm-hmm. if you're 35 and you're like, hey, you know what? I just really want to get into it. Like, I'm also not going to stop you. We'll talk about, we'll have a very concrete discussion about like the risk rewards, like just like everything you mentioned. And if they still want to do it, who am I to say no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I think a, a bigger picture is like, I think about my my fellow pickup soccer players that I play with and in terms of things they can optimize in their fitness and their performance, I, I really think sprint training, it's important, but it's very low to um, low to the bottom of what's actually necessary. Um, things like before, before I would add in sprint training, I would take out those two pints of beer that we have after pickup. That's what I'm saying. You know, if, if you're before, go pick up people you know, like me, like <laughs> yeah, like, if, if they're like me, I just need to be able to run nonstop for like 30 minutes. Like I don't need to be speaking yes. anywhere. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I just need to be moving. If I'm not walking, that's a dub, you know. So it's it's important to think about that because, like, even even you think about what are the recommendations in terms of exercise um, for for just humans in general of oh, you need ACSM says five times a week, three days cardiovascular, two days resistance training. Resistance training needs to be 30 minutes, cardiovascular, 30 to 40, all that stuff. If you do a real sprint session and like, I don't know, I've I've done a few with like my watch on, you look at the calories that you burn, you're like, yo, that was like, in terms of cardiovascular load, a true sprint session is not difficult. It's, it's difficult for your tendons. It's difficult for your central nervous system. But in this high-stress world, most adults don't need more central nervous system, like, development, right? Like, yep. we just need to, you know, get the heart pumping, get the lungs flowing, and move on with our day. Yeah. So I think it just kind of comes down to priorities. Is it worth it? And are you just trying to supplement it? Or are you trying to make sprint training all that you do, in which case I probably really want to have a discussion (laughs) yeah um let's let's take a quick commercial break and then when we come back we'll discuss maybe some scenarios that sprint training would be beneficial for an uh for an adult and we'll uh we'll go from there so don't go anywhere this episode is brought to you by team builder if you're a physical therapist fitness coach or personal trainer you need to know that team builder is the number one app for exercise prescription 
Whether you're working with a few clients one-on-one as a side hustle or you're working with hundreds of athletes in an academy setting, there's no better app to prescribe exercises for remote or in-person training than TeamBuilder. As someone who's used TeamBuilder for over two years, I can wholeheartedly say it saves me time and helps my clients perform at their best. As a bonus, TeamBuilder is offering a 12-week soccer strength and conditioning program that comes with your 14-day free trial. This program focuses on increasing strength, power, and speed, all while reducing risk of injury. Head over to TeamBuilder.com and sign up with the code SFE to get started. Vitruve is a reliable, affordable, and easy-to-use velocity-based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about Vitruve today. Okay, welcome back to the soccer fitness experience. Uh, Let's talk about when adults should do uh, sprint training, when it should be a priority. Uh, You mentioned a good one about Achilles, and actually, we we should do like an actual true episode on that in the near future. But um, why why is it important for even an an adult athlete to be able to sprint at 100% when we just spent maybe 10 minutes saying why it's not important? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, my main thoughts when it comes down to that is you need to be able to sprint at like 100% speed. Um, well, I guess if you're a soccer player, in order to be able to keep up with any passes that get sent to you in order to defend, especially if you're like one of those players like me and you're either just going to play at the front, you're going to play at the back. Odds, odds are you're going to be chilling and then all of a sudden you're going to have someone trying to run past you. Um, or you're going to be trying to beat somebody. So you need to be able to pick up speed. Um, but, um, talking back to what I first said, your, your risk of Achilles tear kind of goes up with age. Um, Mm. that's when we see our basketball players. Yeah. I mean, you guys probably all know like Kevin Durant, the one year he tore his Achilles and now he's back. Um, and most of the time when you have that kind of surgery to repair it, you, you lose a little bit of that power development. Um, it's hard to say with him because he has the best of the best as far as physician, physical therapist, strength and conditioning staff, um, diet, everything, and they can train every single day, multiple hours a day. Um, but you, re- from my perspective, you just really want to reduce the risk of that type of injury happening. And if you're going to continue being active, the best way to reduce the risk of tearing your Achilles is just by making it work periodically. You don't want to go months without achieving a maximum velocity sprint and then trying to do one. You want to incorporate some Achilles strengthening, both dynamically, um, eccentrically, isometrically, all kinds of ways in order to reduce that risk long term. Mm-hmm. And that is important, right? Because like you also asked the question of can this muscle or tendon take 100% speed, right? Like is it is it good enough? Is it healthy enough to take 100% speed? And yeah, you might not hit that every time, but if you just came out of a surgery, I want you to hit it at least once, ideally a lot more than once. Um, but just to make sure, like, hey, if we need to get up to that speed, we're good because we've done it before. Um, 
I think another another way it, it could be important is like you said, there's I think there's a lot of benefits to train just because you're sprint training, it doesn't mean you're at a hundred percent velocity. Um even if you you do runs at like let's say more of a high speed running type of pace where you're you're slightly below what a true sprint is, but you're still running relatively quickly. Um, I, I think there's room for that for adults as well. If you're doing some sort of cardiovascular circuit and you're like, yeah, you know, it's a nice day. Like, let me go out to the field. It's like, oh, we can take the same principles from our, our sprint programming and maybe we can add some of them in a circuit and um, we, we can make something that in terms of time works, in terms of intensity works. And no, you're not going to make like, is it going to make you faster? No, but it's still sprint training, you know, mm-hmm. so. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity. Yeah, I completely agree. You you don't always have to doesn't always have to be running, <laughs> and sometimes you just want to do something at maximum effort. Yeah. Um, some people maybe don't want to just be sitting there and do a vertical jump like I don't know what four sets of like six reps with a ninety second rest in between. Some people don't like doing that, and sometimes people will prefer to actually just you know here's a cone, here's another cone 40 yards away, let me run as fast as I can, or close to as fast as I can between it, it'll just, it'll get your heart rate up really quick, it'll help increase, like, cardiac output, just plenty of benefits from it, so I think it, it's good to incorporate aspects of just that maximum effort producing, and I think that it can help, you know, even if it's not to go pro, it'll help your long-term health, and it'll help you play with your friends and pick up that much longer. Yeah, 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 and it's, um, if you enjoy it, too, right, like, that's why we do everything that we do in our game. If you enjoy it, then, you know, go do it. No one's going to, no one's going to stop you, especially if it's like, yeah, you know what? I really enjoy getting to training 20 minutes early and doing a thorough dynamic warm up. And if you're that person, right. And you, you always show up early and you're always doing what you need to do. And it's like, yeah, let's sprint. You know, there's no reason not to right at that point it's only an extra you know eight ten minutes on on the end of your warm-up um yeah i I think if you enjoy it and it's part of your routine your rhythm then then go for it yeah and last little tidbit on me is you kind of just touched on if you like it i hate running long distance i cannot do it i can sit there and bike though for a little bit right and on either outdoors or just like on a in a gym bike i could sit there put my phone on and just kind of bike and that's fine get my heart rate up long term um but I don't like going fast on a bike. So mm-hmm. I will happily get a few sprints in maybe once or twice a week or just, you know, higher velocity. And I, I like to do that because in high school I was a sprinter. So it's just kind of, it's just something I always enjoyed doing. I enjoyed being a fast player when, when I played um, more competitively. So I would prefer to split up my workouts into if I'm doing like just like a, lo- a long distance type of activity, low heart rate. That's going to be biking, and if I'm trying to get my heart rate up really fast, I'm going to be doing some sprints on at the field. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, and no, I, I think that's pretty much it, right? It's it's not too complex of a topic. It's like, yeah, if you if you enjoy it, you like doing it. It's part of your routine. You get there early. Yeah, go for it. But at the same time, it's it's not a uh, it's not something that's going to drastically change your game. But if you want to be committed and go for it, then go ahead and do it. Yeah. If you're not sure you should be doing it, you always got us to reach out to you, either Andy or myself. Yeah. Yeah. And give it a try, you know, um, and we will go from there. 
hope you guys enjoy this episode and uh, stay tuned for the next one. Peace.